And I thank you all for being here today, everyone visiting. We're, we're super glad you're here and able to partake in this morning with us. So welcome. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this time to spend with you and, and watch um, as, as these little ones retell re- and recount um, the beginning of the greatest story ever told in the sending of your son. And so uh, bless this time together that we have. Bless this holiday season. Uh, we love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Our text today comes from Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18, and it reads as this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When I think of the traditions that our society collectively celebrates during the holiday season, few things come to mind before children's Christmas program. They are perfectly imperfect. The more mishaps, the better, it seems. We experience joy in the recounting of the, be- of the beginning of the greatest story ever told. The sweetness and innocence and joy of a group of choreographed kiddos is Christmas entertainment that is tough to beat. We remember being in them ourselves and how pumped we were to participate in our children's Christmas program. But then, after seven straight years of participating, we were equally pumped when we outgrew the cast. (laughs) The program can draw in friends and family near and far to honor the little ones up on stage as they share the good news of Jesus with many. I am honored to share the stage with our early childhood and elementary students today. What genre would you classify the program that we just watched? It's not a comedy although you may laugh. It's not a thriller, although you may not be able to wait to see what might happen. It's not a fantasy because this is a reenactment of a story that truly took place. Um, Here we go. It's not horror. It's not action. And it's not even adventure. Although Mary and Joseph went on quite a journey. Nope. None of these fit. But what about a mystery? Mysteries are about a story unfolding, expecting the unexpected, and concluding in a powerful resolution. You might be thinking, Brody, I know this story. This story is no mystery. But just because you've seen a mystery movie before, the next time you watch it doesn't negate it from still being a movie within the mystery genre, right? So let me share with you a few points about the story these kids just shared with us to explain what I'm talking about. To do that, We need a different perspective, a biblical one. Let me give you the perspective of a first century Jew. 
I want you to imagine yourself as a Jewish man or woman hearing this story for the first time. To give you this perspective that they might have had, we need a proper understanding of what preceded the baby that we celebrate today. In the beginning, sin entered the world through two people, just like you and me. Ever since that moment, God has been promising humanity a way back into right relationship with him. God promised Abraham, one of the greatest Jewish men to ever live, that the savior of the world would come through his lineage. This was the promise that the nation of Israel would hold on to for centuries. But how God would save his people was anything like what they might have expected. In the genealogy of Jesus, as documented in Matthew chapter 1, there are non-Jews in Jesus' line. Unexpected. There are women recorded in Jesus' genealogy. Unexpected. 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah penned these words, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Do those words sound familiar? But regardless, to be born of a virgin? Unexpected. And now we pick up the story in what we know as Matthew chapter 1. And Matthew is recounting and laying about before every reader all the unexpected happenings in God's plan that have been slowly unfolding over the course of history. There have been a lot of unexpected things in this story so far, but as a first century Jew, there are two things that I know about who the Messiah will be. First, there's two things that I can count on, two things that I can anticipate about our Savior. The first is that he will carry the name of one of my ancestors. That's a gimme. No one ever stepped out of their family line to name their child. When they had ancestors as great as people like Abraham and David, names flowed from them. And the second thing that I anticipate him saving us from is the Roman Empire to grant us freedom. I know that he will be a political and religious leader. But Matthew 21 comes again as unexpected answers to the person of the Messiah. Let me read it for you again. Because it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. First, the name Jesus would have been a shock to a first century reader. It was almost unheard of to not be named someone in your lineage. But you see, Jesus in the Hebrew language means Savior. Which means when we reread verse 21, it could be read as, you shall call his name Savior because he will save his people. The second is that he did not come to save the world from the Roman Empire or to rule by, wield, or to rule by wielding worldly power. He came to save his people from their sins. Something much greater. And so now we find ourselves here today in 2023 knowing how the story ends. It was a mystery to the world, but it is a mystery no longer. The Messiah would be named Jesus, meaning Savior, and furthermore, he would carry the name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. We celebrate the birth of this child and what he would go on to do in his earthly life, and now 
does through the Holy Spirit in our lives today is nothing short of life-changing. Because this baby came to die. To die the death that you and I deserve, but now don't have to. Because of him, we have been granted the removal of sin because he remains sinless. We receive salvation because of his suffering. Our joy is because of the injustice he endured. We have been made holy because of the holes in his hands. God has lavished his love on humanity in such a way that anyone who is lost may find their way back to him. It is the greatest story ever told. To the sinner, it's a great mystery of how, long, of how every wrong will be made right. But the path, of free, the path of freedom from guilt and shame is in a person, Jesus Christ. It's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, this baby boy, Emmanuel, God with us. Can I share with you one more thing about the Gospel of Matthew that you might not expect, but in my opinion, certainly functions as a bow that ties everything together? Like I said, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, Isaiah prophesied that he would carry the name Emmanuel, God with us. Penned, and then at his birth, the angel exclaimed that this boy would fulfill that prophecy, carrying the name Emmanuel, God with us. And then penned at the end of Matthew, the gospel we read are the words that this baby boy, now 33 years of age, shared with his followers before ascending to heaven. Jesus, the boy whose birth we celebrate on Christmas Day, who it was said to hold the name of Emmanuel, God with us, states, and surely I will be with you until the very end of the age. The bookends of this gospel are the simple truth. Through Jesus, you and I have God with us. That, my friends, is unexpected. No human could ever conjure up such an incredible, life-altering scenario than for God himself to come to earth and be with us. But he did so in the person of Jesus. And now, as a result, for those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, God is with you in your trials. He is right beside you in your blessings. He is in you as you walk to work. He is speaking to you while you spend time with him. He has a plan for you when all you see are problems. He loves you when you feel unloved. Emmanuel, God with us, is the person of Jesus. It's a great mystery, friends, but I tell you, we know how the story ends. And it's an extremely profound, profound story for you and me. But it is so simple that it can be retold by children. Let me pray. You came to us, Father God. I thank you for that truth. You came to us in the form of your son, 